What's up, everybody? This is your boy, David, a.k.a. Preacher Man. And today, 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 I have a great podcast for you and all the listeners around the world. And today, I'm just going to be talking about how America is destroying black culture. I say that again. How America is destroying black culture. Before I get started, I want to thank all of our listeners and all of our sponsors for everything that they're doing for us and everything that they are uh, contributing to our podcast. We want to thank our staff and everyone that has a hand in making sure that all of our podcasts are out for everyone to listen to. And we hope that you continuously listen and hope that you continuously support with different donations, monetary donations, support listening, liking our podcast and continuously rating us on each and every podcast platform. The first thing I want to talk about is just some give you some factual, factual information real quick before we dive into how America is destroying black culture. It's just some for your information, which is FYI. When slavery officially ended, white America did not want blacks being able to live freely here in America. They wanted blacks being sent back to the international con international continent where they had been brought and sold from. This leads us to all of the hardships that black Americans had to endure in America, which is said to be a great country full of equality for everyone, but the truth of it is it isn't equality for everyone. It is equality some. In black America, we are constantly targeted by those Americans who hate us based off our skin color. They hate the fact that we as blacks are fighters, inventors, entrepreneurs, as well as overcomers. And what America is afraid of is the black takeover. And the fact of understanding our history and knowing we are better than the ghettos, we are better than what has been put out by the media, better than what has been put out by Hollywood, better than what's been put out by the founding fathers of America. What America wants to do is take our history of overcoming and throw it in the trash can. And now we're going to now dive into how America is destroying black culture. I hope that you guys are listening, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that you guys will be educated. Hope that it will educate your mind to not Look at this podcast as a racist podcast, but as a podcast that's educating you on how America is looking to destroy the black culture. For some, you will believe that this podcast is about to show that America uh, is, 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 is not leveled on a playing field. Some of you might be thinking that, oh God, here we go, here's another black, black on white, or blacks blaming whites. That's not what this is, ladies and gentlemen. 
That's not what this is. I hope that you will look at it from the eyes of true America. The first way America is destroying or looking to destroy black culture is with the promotion of homosexuality on our black men and women. Now, for some, you might be asking a great question. How does this destroy black culture? The answer is simple. You reverse the roles of the male and the female, which weakens the race. As a spike in diseases and confusion and all of these things, which we will see more of is killings amongst the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer community. When this type of behavior, when this type of behavior is allowed inside of your community, now listen to me, where confusion, where the reverse roles of a black man and a black woman or any of that stuff, it weakens the community. It weakens because the reverse roles is something that the Willie Lynch letters teaches slave owners on how to take the black man and the black woman and weaken the community, weaken the children, split these individuals up so that they cannot and that they will not be able to create children, make these black individuals have to spend more money on medicine on health care because of one, in order to be a part of the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender community, one might want to change their sex from male to female and female to male. That takes money. That takes doctors. And that takes the mind. The second thing is a spike in diseases due to bacteria, HIV and AIDS, syphilis, gonorrhea, chlamydia, and many other diseases that will come up out of there. See, with black culture, they, which are Americans who have a hand in the dealings of passing laws, which are our congressional leaders, our presidents, our governors, our mayors, and all of these great people who were taught about in history, they are not for you. They are for taking everything that you own and your money and putting it back into their pockets and into all their friends' pockets. So the solution, the solution, listen, ladies and gentlemen, 
with this first thing is educating the men and women in the black community. The second way is through political agendas. Each time an election comes around, blacks, now listen, are at the center of the agenda during, during the political campaigns. But once the political figure gets voted into office, they switch the agenda and focus more on economics for a wealthy American. Now, we've seen it. This is facts. This is facts, ladies and gentlemen. This is facts. This leads to more crimes being committed by poor blacks, more blacks being arrested and locked up because they lack the necessities. They get locked up as well due to the crimes committed. They also, they also, listen, ladies and gentlemen, are not able to receive adequate housing, adequate jobs, adequate, adequate food, transportation, healthcare, nor adequate education. And how does this affect? Because no time does a political figure come in and says, hey, you know what? I'm going to campaign to help the black community. Because the black community needs help, ladies and gentlemen. Whether you, whether you believe it or not, black community needs help. So they campaign and say, hey, well, I'm going to do this for the black community. This Not taking away from the white community, but this is where we're going to help because we know that there's needed help. But once they get in, they change the agenda. They don't go through with helping blacks. They go through with now putting black poor people more and more in the area of being poor. Now, that affects America, that, that affects the black community. That destroys the black community. Each day we're seeing uh, a decline in blacks getting the adequate things that they need to live in life, but they're on an incline to put them inside of prison facilities and house them again and enslave them to make money off of them. And then what, what happens to the cycle? They get out and what happens? They do it again, they do it again. It keeps going, it keeps going, it keeps going, it keeps going. So political agendas have hindered and continuously hinder the American, black American, okay? America and what we need to do as blacks is we have to stop begging America to do what America is supposed to do. We have to stop begging politicians and political leaders to do the job that they're supposed to do. And what we need to do is get laws signed into place to hold political leaders and other Americans 
as well as blacks, when afforded the opportunity to get into these political seats, they all need to be held accountable, which in turn changes the narrative, which in turn, again, ladies and gentlemen, changes the narrative of the destruction of black culture. Follow me, stay with me, ladies and gentlemen. Stay with me. I got this. This podcast is about to be very interesting. It's, it's already interesting, but it's about to grab more and more. It's about to get more and more in depth. The third way, the third way, ladies and gentlemen, is through the segregations of schools. Now, we all know that a law has been in place to end segregations between whites and blacks going to school and all of these other things, but we still see in America that black schools are underfunded, but white schools are very funded. White schools get more funding than black schools. This has been happening, and the reason this has a lot to do with all the segregation, has a lot to do is because of the segregation of the past. And no accountability with our state officials nor with the black school district leaders. They want the position, but they don't want to be the voice. Again, I'll say this. They want the position, but they don't want to be the voice that says, hey, we need change in the black schools. We need textbooks. We need better equipment and technology so that our young kids and our kids and, and their kids can prosper in the world where segregation still exists, but it's a hidden segregation, ladies and gentlemen. It's hidden, but if you are open-minded, you will see. The solution, as you know, I educate through podcasts, so I have to bring you a solution. I can't just give you a problem like most advocates do. They, they advocate the same problem, but don't bring a solution. So here it is, the solution. The solution is we have to vote those people out who want the position and don't want to be the voice and put in the leaders who want the position and who want to be the voice. We have to put them in place, period, in order to gain or see any type of changes because America is soon and very soon to destroy the black culture. The fourth way, listen, ladies and gentlemen, we all, we, 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 some of you are probably listening right now saying, oh God, oh God, here's another black podcaster trying to blame bring down America, but that's not the case here. That's not the case here. You might be saying, well, what is the case? The case is to acknowledge the problem. The case is to acknowledge the problem, not only acknowledge it, but bring a solution to the issue at hand. See, I get, I kind of get upset at advocates because advocate, all they want to do, I want to advocate for this, I want to advocate for this, but they don't bring a solution. So again, through podcasts, I educate the mind, and the only way to do that is if you come to this podcast and listen with an open mind. The fourth way, 
Now, the fourth way is marriage. America media news and economic agendas are promoting that black families are only able to survive by looking at other marriages and wanting what other marriages have. The first, the first thing people want is someone else's spouse. They want someone who makes six figures. They want somebody else's spouse who can do the things that their spouse can't do because generations after generation and after Hollywood and after, again, the Willie Lynch letters has taught these media outlets and these news outlets and Hollywood to control the black marriage. Now, if you don't know anything about the Willie Lynch letters, you're not going to have the insight and the knowledge and the fortitude to understand what this podcast is saying right here in the fourth part of it talking about marriage. We see it all the time in the world. We live in that people want other people's spouses. Not only on TV, some of us have seen it in our own families. Yes, that's right, our own families. We, we see our family members sometimes having kids with other people who are married. Or they're in a, mar a marital relationship with someone else. And we see those family members who dive in to mess up a home. Putting kids and bringing kids into the world who don't need to be in the middle of two people's relationship because of selfishness. We also see that in order for your marriage and for you to make it in your marriage, you must have six figures. That's what TV shows. That's what the media shows. But the reality is you don't need all of that. If you open your mind and expand your horizon, you can go to your library. You can go to your library. You can find books. You can find marriage counselors and therapists who will tell you the truth about marriage. That marriage is not what you see on TV. Nor is it what you see in the fantasy cartoons of what we've seen coming up. Marriage is not always going to be fun and it's not always going to be easy and you're not always going to get alone and you're not always going to agree on everything. But for some reason, TV has made marriage. We all have to agree on the same thing. We won't have problems. And guess what? And it is okay to be with other people who are in a married relationship. Marriage is not always fun when bills are in the picture. Marriage is something you and your spouse must work on 24-7, 365 days in a year. And when you realize that marriage is something that God has made and designed for a man and a woman and that you're going to have issues, but number one is communication. A lot of people don't even want to talk about that. You look at married people today, they won't tell you a single soul about communication. But they'll tell you how to sleep with someone else's spouse, how to have kids with a married person, 
how to do this and how to do the bad things that will cost you in the end. But they won't tell you that in order for you and your significant other to be successful in marriage is you have to communicate and, and, and stop looking at what TV promotes. Black people, listen to me. And I know it's going to be other ethnicities listening, other people listening to this. And I want it, this can go for anybody. But you have to work on your marriage 24-7, 365 days. The only way to work on something is if you, ha you have to talk about it. Again, that's a solution. Work on your marriage 24-7, 365 days in a year and communicate on it and make the necessary adjustments between you and your significant other, not going out and finding somebody else to do something that's going to anyway be a temporary fix to a problem that's not even permanent in your life. See, marriage is between you and that individual, but what people fail to realize is that you have made a commitment before Almighty God that you too will stay united in all of the vows that you have done. The importance on marriage is not just the coming together, but it is to be commit, committed to what you and what your spouse have committed before God. Now, if you made the wrong decisions in your marriage, maybe you have went out and you found someone else and you have decided that, hey, I, 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 I'm listening to this podcast and I, I want to change my life. I want to figure this thing out. I, I didn't hear this before. Now that I know, I need to go ahead and, and make some things right. Then that's what you do. You make those wrongs right. And sometimes it's going to cost you when you make the wrongs right. Because now that someone knows that you went out on them, that gains, their, their trust is lost now. There's hurt, there's pain, but can we work 24-7, 365 days on our marriage? Stop looking at television for guidance on marriage. The next thing, the next thing, the next thing, the fifth thing, the fifth thing, and I'm about to get to this one, because we all listen to music. We all dabble with um, listening to music and having a great artist and looking at music videos and seeing some things. But music, music has always been a part of black culture. Music has always been an uplifting and a way for blacks to express themselves. With music, they, they would legit be able to have a way out. Use music as a voice to tell the world what is going on around them, how they're feeling, what they're thinking. When we go back to slavery, slaves would sing to express their feelings, such as joy, pain, sorrow, inspiration, and hope, and many other things they would use music for. The songs would be passed down to people of different generations, which, would, which, would, which some was a part of their religion. Some of the songs that they sung was a part of their religion, which would eventually become known as the Negro spirituals. So, so 
A lot of a lot of times in the black community here, Negro spirituals, but sometimes you don't understand where they, how do they come about? Where do they come about? Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, right here in music, being able to express themselves in their religious ways, which would bring to all of America and black America the Negro spirituals. When we look at music today, though, there has been a transformation, okay? There, there has been some shifting. When we look at music today, we see music in the black culture has shown some derogatory ways. And how we talk about our black sisters, as well as how we talk about and glorify the killings of our black brothers. As you look into the Willie Lynch letters, you will see how they take the human minds and corrupt it. You will also see that the Willie Lynch letters is playing a significant role, a major role inside of black culture because of its effect that it's having today here in the 21st century. Music has been influential to the mind, and inside of our lives as black Americans. We don't see this until we sit down and think about the lyrics, and we start to understand what is being said. We don't really see that these Willie Lynch letters has been influential to the producers and the writers and, and, and those who have a hand in making music. Derogatory. Let me let me talk about the derogatoriness in, in our black women. We're, we're showing our black women off half naked. We're selling to America that this is how we want you to look at the at the black America. It's like branding the black woman. And in slavery, they branded these women. And I'm, I'm going to get to the man, but they branded women to to show who they belong to. And in, in music videos and pop videos, they're showing how black women are to be treated. Treat them like nobodies. She's not a woman unless she's basically has on bra and panties. She's not worthy of love. She's not worthy of being treated like God intended her to be treated. She's not worthy. Why? Because music is an influential way to the human mind. It is very influential to the human's heart. It is very influential to the human's life. And then here we go, we get to the man, the black man. And how it's, about, it's nothing but glorification by killing your black brother. Watching your black brother struggle. Watching your black brother go through, go through hell and back. Watching your black brother be down in the down, far in the pits of hell. How to go and take your black brother's wife and, and take her and have kids with her and do all of these things and and this black man and you get in an argument and you're told, go kill him. How to glorify a pair of shoes. Treat your shoes better than the man next to you. 
Treat your shoes better than that black woman. In America's music, that's what's being taught. That is what is being taught, ladies and gentlemen. What is also being taught? They're not even talking about the political things that are going on, as some black artists did back in the day. You know, we, we're seeing women, and I'm going back to women, women rapping about ripping the man off. Women talking about get the bag by treating that man with disrespect. Take his money. Don't work for yours. Take his money. And again, ladies, let me switch back to the man. How to have kids with a woman and leave her to raise them by herself. And then you go out here and you do it to your other black sisters. And that all originated from the Willie Lynch letters. Ladies and gentlemen, you can get the Willie Lynch letters off of Google. You can get the Willie Lynch letter book from Amazon or your local bookstore, you better and need to look into those Willie Lynch letters because it's all about changing that mindset. And the solution, the solution is to change the lyrical message about our women and the lyrical message about our black brothers to more of an influential and positive role model. If you talk and rap about being the next doctor, the next lawyer, the, the next college graduate. It's going to influence, influence the mind of those who don't see a way out. You already influence in the, those whose minds don't see a way out, but you're telling them the solution is violence. The solution is to get on stage and dress in inappropriate clothing. Because you want to sell CDs and you want to sell music. Well, if I'm going to sell music, doggone, and I'm a black individual, I better go back to the roots of music. That's what a lot of people don't know. They don't have the laws of real blacks who made music. Don't have the understanding of music. All they have an understanding of is being uneducated. But if you go back and you trace the music lineage of the black man and the black woman, doggone it, you'll find some great things of black woman, black man, black heritage, doggone it, and you will change your lyrics. The next way Got me, ooh, got me, had me really, really stirred up. See, I'm, I'm stirred up now. I'm stirred up, y'all. Stirred up, stirred up. But, but here it is. Anyway, the next way is through media and news. We see in the media, and in the news, well, first, let's get to the media. Let's talk about the media. The first thing we see in the media is the media there is betraying blacks as poor, uneducated, drug-addicted people. This is because the media has continued to be influential in the lives of all Americans. And as we know, what America puts out is taken as truth. Because of what? The lack of knowledge people have that believe directly in the media. 
Moving on to the news. The news continues to show blacks as homeless, full of being dangerous, killers, people who will murder, who will steal, who will terrorize you, your communities, and anyone else, and that blacks have no care for society. This has been put out and has been a part of our news for many years. And the only way, here's the solution, the only way to rid this type of behavior is to call up our local news outlets and let them know, stop putting us in the news as just murderers and killers. Stop putting us in the news as terrorists terrorist in our own neighborhoods and in your neighborhoods and that we can't go to the store because in white America, it is happening as well. Now, again, I'm not here to, 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 to segregate black and white. I'm here to just give you some knowledge. I'm here to give you some knowledge on how America is on the verge of destroying black culture. And if you're just now tuning in, we're talking about black culture today on, on Frasier Chronicles podcast. Again, I'm your host, David, a.k.a. Preacher Man. And my job is to do what, ladies and gentlemen? It is to educate you through what? Podcasts. Awesome, awesome. Now, we want to talk about something else. We want to talk about something that really, really, really needs to be addressed And that is human trafficking. Human trafficking is also known as modern day slavery. I would like to express that many people don't even like to talk about human trafficking. Many people in the black community don't even tell their kids about human trafficking and modern day slavery and how human trafficking is big today. Human trafficking is bigger than it has been in many, many years and many decades. But again, this is real big because statistically, 80% of human trafficking suspects are black Americans. 65%, and I, and I beg that it's probably higher than this, of all juveniles, sixty-five <clears> percent <throat> of all juvenile prostitution arrests are Black Americans. Sixty-five percent of victims of human trafficking are African Americans. Now, you're probably saying, "Well, what does that have to do with me?" What does that have to do with black culture? Well, I'm going to tell you. The victims of human trafficking are normally poor. They also have substance abuse problems and are said to have learning disabilities. What we do know is that they have a non-existing support system. 
they also have some history of exploitation. Okay? A lot of times the demand for African Americans for sexual exploitation is higher than that of other races and the penalties, which means the the crimes that these people commit, which are the traffickers, are not high enough. The penalties associated with trafficking African Americans are not severe enough. That means that basically it's a slap on the wrist, and I say this because if you look again at slavery, and everything goes back to slavery, everything goes back to the Whittle Lynch letters, is black people, now listen, black people in America are not people. They're not treated as people. They're not treated equally. They're treated as a number. Again, this whole podcast goes together. They're not treated as humans. So again, the punishment, the laws are not strict enough for those traffickers. And I'm going to tell you later on, you'll see later on what I mean by it's more more stricter on the individual who's enslaved. You will see. A research was done where traffickers were interviewed. Traffickers were interviewed for a recent Urban Institute study. And the traffickers said they believed that they traffic a white woman, it would make more money. Now listen to this now. But if they trafficked a black woman, it would lend them less time in jail. Why? Again, because blacks are not treated as human, but whites are. They said they would lend them less time in jail if they're caught. Now, since you're still here listening, there are some cases. Now, listen now. There are some cases to look at. And the first case I want people to look at, if, you're, if you can, is Centoya Brown versus the state of Tennessee. Sarah Kuzan versus the state of California. Crystal Kaiser versus the state of Wisconsin. Or, sorry, Crystal Kuzar first, the state of Wisconsin. Barbara Hernandez versus the state of Michigan. Alex Martin versus the state of Ohio. Mark Berrios versus the state of Florida. Michelle Benjamin versus the state of Louisiana. Patrice Smith versus the state of New York. 
Most, if not all, of these juveniles are instead of the court taking the side of the juveniles and understanding the juveniles' position, that they were basically forced against their will with a human or a grown adult who has imprisoned this child. They don't take their side, the juvenile side. And instead of the court taking the side of juveniles, they accuse the juveniles of such crimes as first-degree murder and robbery because the kid end up taking something. Or at least that's what these judges say. Now, What I want people to look at is the ages when you're looking up this stuff. Look at the ages of these juveniles. Look at the ages of them when they um, come out of prison or incarceration. Because most of these kids on this list, some have already been, um, their case has been heard again back in court. And the ruling has found them to be able to get out of prison. Some have been out. Some are still in. And some are still facing life. But all of these young folks at one point was given a life sentence. Some are still on life sentence, meaning no, they will never get out because they are on a life sentence, no parole. And if you look at some of their pimps and some of their, their uh, human traffickers and enslavers who enslave them. Some have a criminal record and a history of doing people wrong. And if you look at some of them who are white doing this to black kids, they get off the hook. They get off the hook. So what is a juvenile supposed to do? What is a juvenile supposed to do? Go to uh, the, 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 the system who does not care about them. Go to the system who treats them like an inhumane animal. But when that kid defends themselves, that kid defends themselves, they are wrong in the court of law. Because what they should have did, and it's going to, again, people who don't care. And then when they do that, guess what happens? No one listens. They turn a blind eye, and the kid has to fend for themselves. And then the courts want to say, well, you need to be put into a confined space inside of our state facility. Thrown away like trash or forgotten. But I bring to you this solution, ladies and gentlemen. Listen now. The solution is legal guardians must be responsible for their kids. They must be responsible for their kids' actions. As well as anyone who allows these kids to come over to their house or anywhere else. Laws must get tougher on sex traffickers, period. As the laws are tougher on juveniles, when they attempt to get out of the human trafficking world, 
It's a crying shame that America allows juveniles to feel guilty for saving themselves because the laws won't do it. I just don't understand that, ladies and gentlemen. This is destruction of black culture. This is the destruction of black culture. This is what's going to lead to it until blacks stand up and say, we've got to change the narrative. We have to change our mindset. We have to change the solutions. We've got to be the solution. We can't sit back and wait on any government, on anyone to sign a paper. We can't wait on legislators. We can't wait because, doggone it, they have shown us time and time again that you as a black individual are worthless to them. Time and time again. We keep crying about the same things as a black culture. They don't want to give us jobs. They don't want to hire us. They don't want to help us. They don't want to give us better housing. Doggone it, what we have to do is become the solution. I love podcasting. I love this thing called life. I love this thing called educating the mind. I love it because when you educate the mind, you become better off, you become knowledgeable, and you be able and you're able to find the solution. Ladies and gentlemen, that's my time. I'm David, a.k.a. Preacher Man. And until the next episode, keep educating your mind, keep listening, and make sure that you continuously follow Fraser Chronicles and continuously share Fraser Chronicles with your friends. Until next time, David, a.k.a. Preacher Man, I'm out.